Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the commentary for Romeo and Juliet sitcom Act 4 in The Pendant Shakespeare. I am your director slash dramaturge Landon Bell, and I am joined by... Assistant Director Sven Halverson. And we've got a doozy of a show for you. It's the fourth act of Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom. As always, kicking us off, we've got uh, Finn MK and MCR Garcia doing our theme song. Lovers till the very end I stand beside you, my best friend Oh, Romeo And Juliet Act 4 I love the end part, the chorus Just sticks with ya Starting us off, we have scene one, which was directed by our lovely director, Landon Bell. My father, Capulet, will have it so. Wait, I'm lovely now? You say you do not know the lady's mind. Coming up with random superlatives here. Nah, I just had to make a joke. Um, so, anyways, we've got um, Christopher Gilstrap as Paris, and we have Dave Morgan as Friar Lawrence. And they're talking about something that Paris thinks is lovely, which is marriage. And it's not because he's a creep. <laughs> I'm forever going to call our version of Paris a creep because he's a creep and there's nothing going to change that unless you can go back in time and get Shakespeare to rewrite the script oh I was recently listening to like one of the trailers for um, Romeo and Juliet and I noticed there was a voice of Shakespeare that may be sir can you tell me about what that's about that maybe must be so that is uh jack Kalk playing well, wild shelby. bill shakespeare that's a certain text um <laughs> and Come you to make the origin of wild stop. bill was uh from a i should confess to you skit we did for pendant's 10th anniversary and me. pete mylan who uh many of you longtime listeners will know he, uh, he wrote the script for the 10th anniversary sure special, and he created me. the character of Wild if I Bill do so, it'll be of more for that. Price. Being spoke and I liked it so much, I carried it over, and uh, Jack was gracious enough to keep playing the character for us. <laughs> the tears have got small victory by that, for it was bad enough before their spite. Thou wrongst it more than tears with that And so, yes, if people have been wondering, who's this guy talking in the uh, the trailers with the trailer announcer? It's Wild Bill. Thy face is mine, and thou hast slandered <gasps> Oh, and uh, here we have uh, Olivia Steele so? as Juliet, and there's Paris being a creep again. Or shall I come up to you at evening mass? Making that, your, your face is mine, uh, quote, which is creepy. God shield, I should disturb devotion. Now you know why I call him a creep. Thursday early will I rouse you. Till then, adieu. And keep this holy kiss. I love the silence here. It's just like 
There's nothing to say about someone who's a creep. It's like silent agreement. I already know thy grief. I really do appreciate uh, Christopher taking on that role, though, because I, I don't know of anyone else who could have uh, imbued the character with uh, like a suavey creepiness like that, where you don't realize it in the first act, but later on, it's very obvious that he's he's smarmy. He's he's odd. And so thanks, Christopher, for being such a great sport. We love your creepiness. <laughs> so was that a pocket knife or a... Oh, uh, yes, pocket knife. Um, a little Easter egg that's actually the pocket knife effect that um, Cassius uses in... Uh, uh, Julius Caesar. Be not so long hmm. to speak. I, I had to think of the name of the play. <laughs> what thou speak is speak not of remedy. But yes, that's the I same uh, pocket knife effect. Kind of hope which crazes desperate in execution, as is that desperate which we would prevent. Effects yes. get reused on this show. Oh yes. But whenever they are, I try my best to make sure that they're slightly hidden under something else so that it's not just blatantly noticeable. Because that's the worst, when you hear an effect and it's just blatantly noticeable that, you know, that's something that's been used before. I usually just try to make sure they don't sound like it's an effect. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you can use them in sequence with something else, so that it sounds like a brand new effect, which is nice. Yeah, I do a lot of mixing of effects. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before with, um, especially death scenes and stuff where characters dying and you need a stab wound effect, but you don't want it to sound like one that you've used before, so you mix some vegetable effects in there with some. Butcher effects, and you get a new stab. Being then in bed, and this distilled liquor drink thou oft, when presently through all thy veins shall run a cold and drowsy humor. Man, this has just been one joyous commentary. We've talked about creeps and stab wounds. No breath. Tell us about the lovely singer in the background. Everything's lovely today. Oh, yes. Jonathan Colton. Ladies and gentlemen. Each part. Deprived of supple government, and this song, I believe, is "Make You Cry," like if I'm not mistaken. And in this borrowed likeness of shrunk death, thou shalt continue two and forty hours, and then awake as from a pleasant sleep. Now, when the and the previous one was "Re Your Brains." There are found. Which really sounds completely different without yeah. vocals. <laughs> I know it's it's actually really amazing. I had no intentions of using uh, the version of that song without vocals until you did it. It and sounds I, good though. And I, I know, but sound like zombies at all. <laughs> but I just had in my mind it's going to sound like zombies. I can't use that. And then you use it. and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's that's brilliant. It doesn't sound like zombies. 
and this shall free thee from this present shame. So now we've used it. If no, and I think it's a very great touch. Give me, give me. It's kind of become Juliet's second theme in a way. Get you gone. Be strong and prosperous in this result. Which was apt for an episode like this because this is uh, this is very much the Juliet episode. Romeo's not even in it. <laughs> I'll let that slide whistle. <laughs> and here we come upon scene two, which I directed. But I don't remember much of what I did in it. <laughs> it's such a lovely scene! <laughs> And the actors are Randy Strew as Capulet and Mindy Raskinen as the second servant. Go, be gone. And in a moment, we shall have Hannah Jankondel as the nurse, who also read the uh, act credit for us at the beginning. A peevish, self-willed harlotry it is. See where she comes from shrift with merry love. Which, um, an interesting thing about the act credits, if, uh, if you, uh, have been having eagle ears and paying attention, um, we always put a character that's featured in that act as the one that, um, that reads the act credit. So, uh, Act 5, or excuse me, Scene 5 of this act is uh, very much um, an emotional time for the nurse. And so it felt apt to use uh, her character as the one to do that. This is as it should be. Let me see the county. Hey, Mary, go. I say and fetch him hither. Now afore God, this holy reverend friar, our whole city is much bound to him. And he's moved up the wedding. Into my closet to help me sort such needful ornaments as da, 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 happened yet. tomorrow. No, not till Thursday. There is time enough. Go, nurse, go with her. And Rachel Wallace as Lady Capulet. Tis now near night. Tush, I will stir about, and all things shall be well, I warrant thee, wife. Go thou to Julia, help to deck up her. I'll not to bed tonight. And I mixed scene two and three in the same. Timeline. Well, I will walk Just because I wanted to use the music a little bit tomorrow. in both scenes. My heart is wondrous lights. It's the same way Plus, they're just going into another room, plane. basically. Right. I, I think it was a very nice touch, actually. It, uh, it carried over some of the uh, the emotional aspects of the scene. So I just brought up the music a little bit and brought it back down. Which, speaking of the previous scene, I find it so. I have need of many crazy that Capulet and Lady Capulet are just going on like there's nothing wrong after everything that happened in the last act. Full of sin. You know, they treated Juliet like dirt. Actually, Capulet treated Juliet like dirt. Lady Capulet went along with it. And so, can't exactly say she's blameless. Both parents just seem really excited that their daughter is getting married. Get thee to bed and rest. 
They want to clear the nest now. <laughs> Ain't no waiting another year. Farewell. God knows when we shall meet again. Let's see. The music for that was "Summer's Over" by the lovely Jonathan Colton. And here, fading up in the background, is "Drinking with You." Also by the lovely Jonathan Colton. And that also happens to be uh, Juliet's theme. What if it be a poison? Which the friar subtly hath ministered to have me dead. Which, uh, which, uh, I think contrasts very well to Romeo's theme, which is a millionaire girlfriend. Here it is. It's got a different emotional take to it, and it, uh, it fits her character. He has still been tried a holy man. How if, when I'm laid into the tomb, I wake before the time that Romeo come to redeem me? There is a fearful point. Shall I not then be stifled in the vault to whose foul mouth Actually both of those songs uh Millionaire Girlfriend and Drinking With You both were the first two songs that I chose for the soundtrack. Together with the terror of the place. Cool little tidbit. In a vault an ancient receptacle where for these many hundred years the bones of all my buried ancestors are packed. More bloody Tybalt yet. the the other two after that were the uh the two songs by uh Livo. Hours in the night spirits uh, pointed Alack, out to is me. It not like that I, so. so early waking, what with loathsome smells and Easter eggs, living mortals hearing them run mad. Oh, I wake. Shall I not be distraught? Environed and Juliet is second guessing herself. And madly play with my forefather's joints. <laughs> yeah, I would too if I was drinking and a poison. I'm drinking a poison. It's not gonna kill me, but is it? Nah, won't kill you. It'll just slow your heartbeat. Stay. As if it was some kind of thing that they made up in Star Trek. And we have the lovely scene three, Take or four, which was directed by the lovely Landon Bell. <laughs> Everything's lovely today. So once again, we have uh, Lady Capulet and the nurse and Capulet. All of this is basically happening right after the previous scene. And, uh... Getting this right was uh, was kind of difficult because I wanted to sound like it was uh, busy and everything was hustling and bustling, but um, trying to make it so that it wasn't too busy was a little difficult. Now, fellow, what's there? Yeah, it's hard to strike the balance between sounding busy and sounding confusion <laughs> or like confusion. Oh, and we had a uh, cameo by the first servant there. Peter for the um, by Eric Valdez. Well said. A merry horse Funny that he still managed to wind up in this act, even though Romeo's not in it. <laughs> Good faith. I do believe you did strike the right balance, though. Oh, thank you. I hear him near. 
Nurse, wait. What ho? What nurse, I say? Go awaken Juliet. Go and trim her up. I'll go and chat with Paris. Hi, make haste, make haste. The bridegroom, he has come already. There was actually supposed to be in the script a, um, a cue for the musicians who show up in Act 5 uh, playing their music, but it didn't really fit, uh, especially with the back background music that was playing. So I cut that out. And then uh, this scene right here, the beginning of it, um, I actually borrowed what Swin did. Uh, with joining scene two and three, and I let the music from uh, scene four fade out into scene five. You take your pennyworths now. Sleep for a week for the next night. I warrant my county. Slug a bed. It's an interesting turn of face. <laughs> Sounds like an anime character. Uh, oh God, forgive me. It's like Very this is Goku, and this is Slug a bed. I must need to wake her. Madam, madam, madam. I'm sorry, Dragon Ball fans. I let fans. the county take you in your bed. He'll fright you up, if faith will it not. <laughs> what dressed? And in your clothes? And down again? Must needs wake you, lady, lady, lady. Alas, alas! Help, help! My lady's done. If I thought, or she says, lady, lady. I would put like some kind of Kenny Rogers reference in there. <laughs> and this whole play would have just been one giant Kenny Rogers joke. What is the matter? Or sticks in this case, since uh, since M changed her line to a uh, sticks reference. <laughs> So I have to give props to Hannah Jane Condell for giving all of this crying walla. Um, she gave us a lot of it. And so there was plenty of places to stink that in there and just really convey the sadness that she's going through. Which I don't imagine would have been easy to do and pull off because... Uh, the nurse is a hysterical character, and everything she says is slightly funny. And so being able to convey actual sorrow for a character like that is not easy. And so, props to Hannah. <laughs> Death that had tamed her hence to make me wail ties up my tongue and will not let me speak. <laughs> I really like that line from Randy as well. To go to church. Ready to go. You did a very good job return. sounding tongue tied. Oh son, night before thy wedding day hath death lain with thy wife. There she lies, flower as she was, deflowered by him. Death is my son in law, death is my heir. My daughter he hath wedded. I will die and leave him all, life living, all his deaths. Have I thought long to see this morning's face, and doth it give me such a sight as this? A cursed, unhappy, wretched, hateful day. 
most miserable hour that airtime soul and lasting labor of this pilgrimage. With one poor one one poor and loving child. And we're just listening to the actors again. <laughs> Once again we have radio brains in the background. Uh, yes. A woeful, woeful, woeful day. Yes, yes. Most day. Most woeful I was trying to find a song that wasn't just jokey, which, you know, if you've ever listened to Jonathan Colton, you know most of his stuff is jokey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought that Read Your Brains worked as something that beguiled divorce kept up the tension without slain, just cutting it and making a joke of it by the beguiled, so. by and it's not too sad because we know she's not dead oh, love, oh, life indeed maternity. not life but love in death and also you could make a joke that um hated, using read your brains just means that she's like a zombie now child my soul is not my child Dead art thou, alack, my child is dead. And with my child, my joys are buried. Peace, who, for shame? Confusion's cure lives not in these confusions. Heaven and yourself had part in this fair maid. Now, heaven hath all, and all the better is it for the maid. Your part in her you could not keep from death, but heaven keeps his part in eternal life. Um, also, um, backing up to Paris, because I've, I've really reeled on Paris on this episode. Um, uh, he had a line where he was saying what he thought about her death, quote-unquote. And, um, I told Christopher in, uh, the cast notes that he needed to sound slightly disappointed, but not really sad. And as the custom is... In all her best and so, array, I think he did a really church. good job of that. For though fond nature bids us in lament, yet nature's tears are reason's merriment. All things that we ordained festival turn from their office to black funeral, our instruments to melancholy bells, our wedding cheer to a sad burial feast, our solemn hymns to sullen dirges change, our bridal flowers serve for a buried corpse, and all things change them to the contrary. Sir, go you in, and madam go with him, and go, Sir Paris. Everyone prepare to follow this fair course unto her grave. The heavens do lower upon you for some ill. Move them no more by crossing their high will. And everybody leaves to go plan a funeral. Wouldn't it suck to be planning a wedding and then have to plan a funeral? I'm sure that's yeah. happened. We may put up our pipes and be gone. Honestly. Like, I don't mean that as a joke. I mean that seriously. Like, like that would suck. For while you know this is a pitiful case. I, by my troth, the case may be a So, here we have a little scene with the musicians. And I was talking to a few people who have done Romeo and Juliet before, and they said, uh, this scene is usually cut from most versions, which I can totally see why, but here at Dependent Shakespeare, we don't like to cut stuff. So, um, here we have Christopher Gilstrap playing the first musician with a, um, Crispin Glover voice. What, 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 um, what will you give us? 
or excuse me, not Glover, Grover. Crispin Grover, uh, who played uh, Marty's dad in Back to the Future. <laughs> and if you've ever seen him in real life, he sounds weird, just like that. And we also have Aiden Rudd playing Peter. And you Reyes and Foss, you notice. Put up your dagger and put out your wit. And Susan Evan playing the second musician. And she is doing a Fran Drescher impression. How did he get to be a musician? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Um, this singing here is actually why um, we originally cast um, Keeba Walker to play the role, uh, because Keeba's a singer, and so I, I knew if we had someone who is a singer playing a bad singer, then they would be able to make it work a little bit better, I guess. But Aiden did a very good job of pulling it off. I will say for you, his uh, his take on it reminds me a little bit of his Sir Toby from uh, no Twelfth Night. <laughs> what a pestilent knave this is! <laughs> Hang him, Jack! Come. We'll oh, we also had a, a little cameo from the DJ the there, and stay played by um, you, yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's all that scene is. It's just basically a joke. Ha ha! Juliet died. Here's a joke. And you can see more of the reasons why I wanted to make this play a sitcom. <laughs> because it is crazy. I love this theme for the end credits. Featuring the voice talents of Randy Stroh, As a matter of fact, there's part of me that would love Olivia to keep Steele it Juliet, for every other play Dave we do. <laughs> of course, I won't be directing after this play, so uh, that'll be entirely up to Swin what music he would like to use for his end credits. <laughs> but it just sounds like a funny choice. Susan Evan as the second musician. Eric Valdez as the first I don't think it will work right for our next play. <laughs> Probably not, since it's a high fantasy. Which, speaking of... Oh, wait a minute. No, by the time this airs, the casting call will be over. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you sent us in an audition and we're cast. Hopefully you auditioned for As You'd Like It. <laughs> because, as I like it... I prefer when you uh, audition. And Finn MK. That's just how Song I like it. By Finn MK. By that made no sense, but this we're going to go with it. Copyright 2016. <laughs> well, that's what I've got. Thanks for listening. That's what I've got. Swain, do you have anything else to add? Well, it's been a lovely time speaking with you. And peace. Thanks for joining us on this lovely commentary. We'll see you next month, folks. 
happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah and Happy Kwanzaa and whatever you celebrate. Ring-a-ling.